What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 220. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today, we got my guest, Violets, or V-Y-L-T-S, as they are known on the socials. Uh, They are out of Pittsburgh, and uh, this kind of continues with my focus on that city uh, recently. They are a hardcore band who have been releasing music since around 2021, and uh, in the interview, I spoke with both Heath and Christian. Uh, the guys kind of filled me in on everything they've been working on, all the music, and just the city and the scene in general. I featured two of their songs. Uh, one is called Church Street Part 1. The other is called Garden. And if you like any of them or you're into the hardcore, you can definitely find them on Spotify, Apple, and all the other streaming places. Uh, it sounds like their next show is August 14th at Rabato in Pittsburgh with Entry, Bayonet, and Flash Thunder. So, uh, yeah, if you're friends and fans of theirs, definitely think about heading out to the show. But regardless, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully your summer's going well. Out there kicking ass, getting some gigs, and uh, playing hard. Uh, today we'll be running our Spotlight series, which is like a music video series that I started on a bunch of local bands. We run it at the Hangar Studio. So we got some people coming in, and uh, I'll be shooting some videos for... Uh, a very affordable price, you could say, but it uh, should be fun. Be on the lookout for the content pumping out on the Rockstar Production page. And then, yeah, last uh, few things I normally mention on that note, we are filming uh, music videos in and around the DMV. If you're looking for one, we'll definitely hook it up. There's a merch store for this podcast in the episode notes. Uh, we got uh, part-time Rockstar t-shirts, stuff like that. And then uh, last but not least, the sponsor of this show and the man who keeps my guitars alive, uh, Stephen of Truly Strings. Uh, he's got a guitar shop in Laurel, Maryland. And uh, yeah, he does a great job, hooks everything up, and makes sure your guitars are in working order. But yeah, without too much more rambling, we'll get to the conversation with pilots. start of the episode you guys are good to go with that yeah cool well yeah i was put in touch with you i believe through gene scene or uh, ron yep so uh, i actually just got off the phone with him talking to him he wanted to do an episode as well just for the label so nice um, oh cool just i don't know uh, i was randomly uh scrolling through the old hipstergram and decided that pittsburgh 
It was like a city that I didn't know anything about uh, yeah. musically. I'm down in like the DC Baltimore area, and um, you know, just trying to branch out pretty much. Cool. So uh, that's how I came across uh, Ron there, and then uh, he sent me you guys. Cool. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't know. How's it going? How's the summer going? Summer's going good. Um, we are playing shows while we can, not too many this summer. Um, and we're about to record, um, uh, some songs, uh, this month. So we'll be doing that. Um, and we're excited about that. Uh, and we got Gene Scene Trust in the fall. So those are our big plans right now. And then just playing shows whenever we can, um, but September will be taking off, so it'll be a nice break for us after recording. Playing some shows we have in August coming up. Right on. Yeah, we yeah. all have, like, full-time day job. Yeah. Like, Chris um, is in, like, IT, like, reporting type stuff. Um, I work as an engineer in a robotics company in Pittsburgh. Our drummer has, like, a screen printing business. Um, our bass player who just joined us recently. What does he do? I don't know. He does stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so we're busy with stuff like that. This is kind of a passion project for us that kind of, uh, I guess, is starting to gain some gravity or take off, like, locally. We're getting people to come to shows, and it's been really awesome. Um, us being kind of a little older than a lot of the kids in the scene. Um, yeah. They seem into it. It's been pretty sweet. Yeah. There's definitely lots of younger bands in Pittsburgh who can play lots of shows, um, and that's sick. But for us, it's it's balancing everyone's work life with what we're trying to do with the band. Yeah, and I think our, our drummer's yeah. about to get married in September, so like everybody's doing kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. Well, fits the ethos of this podcast, so you're good to go there. But. Uh, <laughs> We're all just out there grinding, trying to play when we can, and, yep. you know, make some music and have fun. Um, I guess, you know, Ron was kind of filling me in on the hardcore scene in Pittsburgh in particular, which, um, you know, I know very little about, didn't really know uh, what genre, if any, were kind of like big, if you will, in the DIY yeah. scene. But yeah. it sounds like uh, hardcore is pretty hopping uh, from what he was telling me. A lot of bands I think, yeah i think it is um it seems like you know we get put on the bill like we played a show last night um and we t- i guess we have hardcore sensibilities like in the type of stuff we play um some of it's a little catchier um some of it's it's not i think we're still kind of figuring out um our niche or whatever like we just want to write songs together and make good music um i knew yeah. that there's a band from pittsburgh called flash thunder who are some friends of ours and we play with them pretty often fucking awesome band uh great dudes and they're around the same age as us and um yeah i, I think they're more one of the more notable hardcore bands i don't know well i wouldn't call them noise rock noise rock yeah but yeah. They, they slap it's just uh, yeah. like a vocalist a drummer and a bass player and they pull it off in like an incredible way yeah there's there's a lot of really good heavy bands that's for I think some scenes are more there. There is like the bands that you're like, oh, these are hardcore bands, and like all these shows are for hardcore 
um, bands to play. But Pittsburgh, there really is just like a lot of shows where you're getting like screamo bands and hardcore bands and noise. It's it's just the aggressive music scene is what we like being a part of. It's just any bands that are playing uh, with like passion and, and playing aggressively and um that's kind of the the type of shows that we get asked to play and stuff and then we get shows like we have a show um that entries headlining and and that's straight up just like us playing with a hardcore band and uh flash thunders on that one as, as yeah. well and then bayonet they're touring with so yeah we like tow that line of like hardcore screamo and even what we're kind of being influenced now is bringing in more um melodic elements um we're me personally, I was really inspired by like a uh, band like Military Gun that has yeah. that hardcore background, but is bringing these pop sensibilities like into their music. So we have we have a few songs that we're working on that are like that. That you know, we really anyone that's listening to like straight straight up like hardcore would be like, this is hardcore. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's kind of true too. And like my guitar play or style, like whatever it may be, I. I was actually an Americana musician for like a long time, like folk and stuff like that. And then my favorite band is Me Without You. Like, I just love them. And uh, so my guitar playing, like, we play heavy music, but I don't do any, like, chubby riffs or, like, muting or anything like that. It's a lot of, like, hardcore, yeah. a lot of effects-driven rock. Uh, but the Christians here, like, screaming over it. So we have sort of, like, we draw the, the heavy music fans or people who like that kind of stuff out um and like he was saying it's it gives us an opportunity to play with like the heavier bands and meet some of those people so it's pretty awesome it's... yeah oh that's cool i certainly don't even know how to split hairs anymore on genres um right I yeah don't really exactly. bother but you know yeah. nonetheless i think that there is there's like a overarching theme or sound so okay um, it's kind of cool to hear you guys insight on it and kind of describe it in a way that i haven't honestly heard before so yeah it's cool uh, well, we, we actually uh was a couple of months ago got an opportunity yeah yeah and we just love it's just cool because we love cloakroom and we love nothing yeah and our player and singer from cloakroom plays guitar for nothing and we we're just stoked that we were asking those guys. so it was an awesome show i think that's yeah. like one of the shows that the most people will come out to that we played. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, how are the how are the venues that you guys are playing? Are they DIY spaces or are they bars or what's? Yeah, the... mostly play um, DIY spaces. Um, have we played a bar yet? Well, we get asked a lot. There's uh, Whisper Nest. There's a bar called Whisper Nest. Well, we get asked quite a bit to play uh, in the north side of Pittsburgh. There's a record store called the Government Center, and it's okay. a really cool. Like they have like vintage vinyl, new vinyl. Um, yeah. So it's a great record store. They sell turntables and stuff. Um, so it's like split into three sections. One's the record store, which is also a venue. They have a stage, um, and it's a decent sized stage with a decent sound system. Um, one part's a coffee shop, like during the day, and then they have a bar open as well, um, like yeah. in the eighties. And it's a super cool venue. Um, and it's always a toss up. Like you could go, we usually get asked like when there's a boring band in town, they're like, Hey, do you want to, you want to play like maybe once a month we get asked or something. Yeah. Um, we can't always do it, but it just depends on who's playing. Like, uh, we played with a band called Tired Radio, which was like a punk band from Brooklyn, New York. And the place with the yeah. entire source pack of notes, an amazing nice. night. 
Uh, or we could get asked, like, I, I know we, I won't name drop this one, but we, we played for like six people one night and there was like a SoundCloud rapper there. So it was just like kind of a toss up show. But yeah, mm. for us, too, we like doing that type of stuff because, um, because I think we border on different types of like heavier music genres. Like people are out there and they're like, even if they're there to see the SoundCloud rapping guy, like they might like us yeah. as they're getting into it. And We'll come up to us afterwards and be like, yeah, it was really cool, you know, like they have, yes, pretty much. I think like one of the more like satisfying parts of playing shows is like when you can win over an audience, like we'll yeah. go into a show knowing that we stand out as far as not fitting in with the, the usual music that is being played that night. Um, and you can like kind of see when you win the crowd over when they're when they're engaged and um that's like a really good feeling to to know that they didn't have any preconceived ideas about like what you're going to sound like but you performed in an engaging way and and they um they like felt that which is you know why yeah. we go to ship feels like stuff well you guys definitely look like a band you have the uh aesthetic yeah so <laughs> is there is there a minimum number of tattoos required to get in the ah. band I think that, like, people joke about that. Uh, we posted a photo on Instagram recently and had our new bass player in yeah. it. And um, a friend of mine commented, he was like, he needs... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got to give this guy some job stuff. Some... I don't I don't know if our bass player has... I haven't seen his, like, naked upper half. I've only... <laughs> I can't... Yeah, it'll be... It'll be, it'll be for, like, a... for everyone. But we haven't seen... I haven't seen... But yeah, yeah, we do have we do have lots of tattoos. Um, everyone does stuff. It's work, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of of the city's differences between like us and and there, I guess the major things I only really know about are sports and how we don't like each other. How we don't yeah. like each other, apparently. Well, so but, I'm actually a Baltimore Orioles fan. So oh, okay. and they're yeah. fucking at this year, and I'm Hell super yeah. excited. They can't remember a time, maybe 2007 or 8 when they were doing this. Well, maybe in 09. But uh, I've been in Pittsburgh for like 11 years, and I moved here from North Carolina, which doesn't have a major league baseball team. So I just, you know, picked that because I loved Cal Ripley Jr. Nice. I'm just a Sixers guy. I'm not from Philly. My mom's family's from Philly. And it was like uh, we went there every summer, kind of thing. And I just grew up loving the Sixers. So I, the only sports I keep up with are the Sixers. But they break my yeah. heart every. So I don't uh, know how much longer I can do that. That's uh, that's usually the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what city you're from, but only one city gets to win every year. Um, do you guys get to play Philly at all? We yeah. want to. I, I really want to. Um, we have. We don't have any plans to yet. Um, it it just it just takes a lot of planning for playing outside of our area just because of everyone's yeah. job commitments. And, you know, Philly's definitely somewhere I would love to play. I just love seeing what's happening in their scene, and I just view yeah. it from uh, the lens of Instagram and my friends' bands who are uh, from Philly. I I become really good like internet friend with um, a member of Nagi, mm-hmm. and they're. Uh, Philadelphia Screamo band and they're phenomenal. So yeah. I, I just see you know the shows they're playing and they just seem to have a really great scene right now. Just like lots of places to play, lots of yeah. all ages, lots of safe spaces. Um, 
And yeah, so Philly's on our radar. Like we talk, we talk uh, about weekenders and stuff. Um, and I think I think it could happen someday. But yeah, Philly's Philly's on my radar. Christian and I are definitely, I think, the two members of the band who are always down for do whatever. Yeah. And then we schedule things around whatever. Um, and, you know, nobody ever gets aggravated or anything like that. It's just doing whatever we can. Yeah. Uh, this thing uh, moving with as much momentum as yeah. as as much momentum as we can and being fully respectful, cognizant of our limitations and capacity. When they happen, it's just like, okay, we just can't do it. No worries. Yeah. It yeah. always has to be, we have an opportunity. Can all four of us do it? And if one of us can't, like, cool, then we just can't do it. You know, sometimes our drummer, um, I think he feels that if he can't do something, he would, he would feel bad about it. And he, he's offered us to, like, get a drummer fill-in for him and stuff. And yeah. it's just something we're just not even interested in. You know, we just, we're all just really good friends at this point. And yeah, if someone can't do something, we're just like, cool. That's just something we can't do. And we wrote all these songs together. Like, I wouldn't want to play them with anybody else at this point. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Time will tell if our capacity lets us do something like that. I think it could, and I think it'd be, I think it's something we all want to do just as long as we can. Yeah. I mean, with Philly, it's only a couple hours away, so you could even have whoever wants. My favorite, Circus Survives, has come out of the, like, they're so, probably so great. Yep. 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 There's just so many good, aggressive bands, like, Specifically, that I'm just seeing from Philly, it just blows my mind how many how many there are and, and how organized they are, and how often the shows happen, and they just all of the killer shows like just really yeah. engaged. On. Yeah, uh, I mean, part of my reason for trying to explore <laughs> Pittsburgh is because I feel like Philly is just such an awesome city to play that if Pittsburgh's even close to that, then yeah, I want I want to go and like our yeah. our, our drummers got some family up there, so I was like. Hell yeah, dude! Let's uh, let's pile in and find somewhere to play. So yeah, we'll hook you up too. You just let us know when you're coming to Pittsburgh. I have a I have a house, and the situation with the house is it's very large because it used to be the landlord's uh, company, like he ran his company out of it, and okay. then he moved out, and so we have this like huge giant basement um, where they used to have a uh, home theater like set up, and so Word. I have this huge. And anytime a band is coming to run tour, and I can, and they can, I can accommodate the number of band, people are in the band. They they stayed here, and uh, we have like it's just a really, it's really nice. Our house is really close to the venues that, yeah. um, really close to this venue called Mister Roboto, which is where uh, Gene Scene Fest is happening. Yeah, was- so it's really cool to have like this. I have this house perfect for hosting bands who are on tour. It's like set off for that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, very generous of you. It's uh, pretty sweet. Oh, I love it. But... I love, love talking and after shows. I'll, I'll be like, oh, I always ask them, like, do you want to socialize? Or do you just want to go to bed? Because, like, yeah. I'll, I, I <laughs> you know, love to, like, talk to you about life and philosophy and, and music. But also, like, if you're tired, we just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool you're able to do that. Um, great way to make some connections, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A little quid pro quo action. <laughs> but uh, if you ever if you ever do venture out, but uh, I guess probably the the most pertinent thing to mention here is you got a show coming up 
uh, the 14th here in a couple yep. weeks, right? At the yep. venue aforementioned, Roboto. Correct. Yep. Yes. Cool. Looks yeah, like. that's with Entry and Bayonet are on tour. Um, and the other Pittsburgh opener with us supporting them is going to be Flash Thunder, who Heapless mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an absolute ripper. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I think that's one of the. I've, I, one of the shows I, I've been most excited for because Flash Thunder are our friends, entering Bayonet rule, and are, I think, coming off of like some really, like their best stuff they put out yet. And I think the most um, active they've been as bands, you know? Yeah. So yeah, they're coming to Pittsburgh and we get a play show with them. Also, like, no shame. I, I'm Touche Moore is my, one of my favorite bands ever. And the guitar player uh, for um entry is the guitar player for touche more so like i'm also mm-hmm. just like what's the word fanboying about that yeah <laughs> that's awesome we saw christian and i saw touche more in pittsburgh what was it last october or november yes um and they're just fucking phenomenal as always there's a venue well it's a venue restaurant bar called spirit yeah um, venue yeah so which has been around for a long time and it's such an awesome place I've, like i think that tops the shows i've seen there was the touche mortgage setup show i also saw like a couple months before covid you were there we saw fifth world of destroy you and that was a pretty show this like art installation there that was just huge of led lights and it was like the walls and ceiling were just led lights and it kind of moved while the band was playing so seeing like a post-rock band like this will destroy you with that environment. It was just like sick. That was wild. I also saw Death yeah. Heaven, same lights. And the singer went like through the ceiling because it's it's right around the stage. Like it's not it's not very high. It just gets the stage and and if you jump, your head's going through one of them. And it happens when he was singing. You know? But the artist's name was Ian Brill, and he's a Pittsburgh guy too. And, and he did this. He does. Um, it's called the. Uh, it's not the dome. The vault. Cool. Um, but yeah, in Brill, Pittsburgh artists. I guess that's one thing to mention too. Pittsburgh has a lot of really great art and a lot of really great art stuff like going on. Like you have like anywhere, like you can go into the coffee shop or the brunch place and like buy somebody's artwork. But there's also like a lot of glass work uh going on. Even our our drummer shout out at Zach Merrill screen printing uh, does these like really sick one-off t-shirts um he actually just made a run of action figures with like packaging and gave me one for my birthday um but he's a super our drummer is a super sick screen printing artist um we bought a couple things off i know that you have yeah i got some sorry he also he's done a lot of design work for us um yeah our our ep that is uh everywhere streaming um i forgot it's called spiritual traumas uh, he did the artwork for that, and he does our t-shirt designs, and his sticker design. It's really cool having a professional, passionate screen printer, print person, general knowledge of materials, design, yeah. and fans. Like, and we, 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 like, understand he doesn't have to do that, and it's, it's so cool that he, like, yeah. offers to do it, and does really cool stuff. Pretty spoiled. Yeah, we're so spoiled. When I hear... When I hear other bands talk about like their headaches with screen printing companies and stuff, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Great. amazing. I, I won't mean... give beer cheesies again. You can't now. You can't sell beer cheesies. Yeah. We tried it. We we printed 
uh, these beer koozies. Um, yeah. Super low quality. Like they're not. I mean, they're not breaking or anything, but they weren't super expensive either. But yeah, we can't even give them away. <laughs> we try to be like, it'll buy a t-shirt. Like, do you want like a koozie? And I'm like, no. Like, cool. Don't so, <laughs> sell in my experience. Not yeah. in the hardcore screamo scene, at least. Yeah, I I print them all the time, um, but I've never. I don't think I have ever charged for them. I usually just leave them around the bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like throw yeah, them on bar oh. tops. Yeah, like, we're just gonna go to bars like for the next week and just like leave them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's well, a really good. Yeah, I never thought of just leaving it. I'll write your phone number on everyone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, same thing with stickers. It's like whatever. Yeah. Uh, I put our stickers but, up whenever I go out for errands. I'll like pop a sticker with me and then pop it up somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Fun. It's like a feel a moment. Well, I especially like it in the, the music-oriented cities because it's like a form of um, hobo uh, markings to me, except it's like for bands instead of hobos. Like, hobos yeah. have symbols that they, like hieroglyphs they write for each other. Yeah. Like, stay away from this house or stay away from this place because they'll beat you up. But like, <laughs> yeah. or there's like, you know, free donuts in this dumpster. There's like a symbol for that. <laughs> but for bands, it's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so was here. Like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool that you guys have like a good, uh, healthy camaraderie in that sense. Uh, like, I feel like the bands that can really pull their own weight, or I don't know how the best way to describe it is, but when it's not one guy doing everything, <laughs> yeah, it's like whenever all... everybody has a special skill yeah. set, like yeah, within very... the band, you know. Yeah, it's very much just like um, the the best like teamwork i've ever had in a band like the the best attitudes like everyone everyone just understands that like this is supposed to be our thing away from bullshit man to yeah. not not bring bullshit into it and it's easy for us not to bring bullshit into it because our personalities just mesh really well and everyone has their things that they're contributing to the band that um help out everyone else so just like zach as an example like doing all the print and design work is is amazing and it's like something that we definitely take for granted having someone that can do that for us yeah oh, that's awesome but yeah whatever it is people can bring to the table definitely helps um i guess figuring uh, on, on the music side of things uh i wasn't sure like which song or songs you might want to slap on this episode but uh if there's one or two you want to talk about i'd say fire away okay cool do you want to start? Do you want to get that first of all? That's your mom. No, I can call her. Okay, all right. So <laughs> <Hold> here, <laughs> um, so uh, I mean, I'm pretty stoked on just the latest songs we recorded, which was um, Church Street. We did yeah. Church Street one and two. Um, the the Church Street part one was kind of not just like. I feel like our previous songs just had like a driving, more like hardcore punk sound, and then I went into Third Street Part One with uh, like more arpeggios, more like picking, and just like the use of more effects and delays and stuff like that. Um, it's a harder song to pull out live because there's um, more pedal work, so it took a while to rehearse and lock that one down. The drums are, I think, the best drums 
that our drummer Zach has played on any song. He's such a talented, got real creative with this one. Um, And I just love what he did with it. And it was mixed and recorded at Mr. Small's studio in the north side of Pittsburgh uh, with Nate Campisi. And so it was our first time kind of in a pro studio. Yeah, that was. And it was actually my first time ever in a pro studio. It was just a super cool experience. Um, it took like an entire, you know, day and a half to just to, to, to record these two songs for a single. He played bass too, though. He played, yeah. he played at, at the time we didn't have a, a bass player um, permanent like we do now. Yeah. And so Keith went into the studio. I'm not even sure you had written before. It was, it was yeah. in the studio he wrote the bass parts. Yeah. So the song's not really like a bass oriented song. But I, I pulled yeah. it off in Keith. Um, but those were just really fun. And then Church Street Part 2 was an instrumental. And I, and I don't want to like really compare it to anything, but when I when I listen to it, it sounds like huge, like a Russian circles type, like really heavy instrumental song. And I don't ever think we'll do a song like that again. Nah, but it was really fun to do. But it's super cool. This song just turned out fucking sick. Yeah. And um, I just love these songs so much. And they were kind of like, I see like almost an end of an era for our band and in like in the Sestar of music to this day that's been reported has been very dark and like cathartic and like self-reflecting um it just kind of heavier like lyrically and sonically just a darker sound and the stuff we're preparing to record um this coming month in two weeks is a 180 from that it's really bright it's really it's catchier um it's almost got some hooks in it and stuff like that, but it's super fun to play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I mean, for me, just the experience of writing and recording those two songs was really awesome because it felt like we were, uh, we were still like searching for a permanent bass player, but it felt like Christian on vocals, me on guitar, and Zach on drums, like we were just gelling as a yeah. unit. We were like, yeah, like we're a fucking band now, and we're like making good stuff. It wasn't just, and I'll say lyrically for Church Street Part One, um, like the lyrics and the overall like theme of those two songs um, was from like a specific point in my life that was really like informed by the music that Heath and Zach had written because it was it had this vibe to it that was uh, dark and. Um, definitely like he was saying like this is our like caffeine off of that era so like we were like okay we're gonna go real dark for this one we have like a blast beat in there um but yeah so i was thinking about dark places in my life um when i heard the the music for that song and i i can think back to one specific moment in my life where i realized the importance of having um a network or at least someone who you can reach out to in a time of crisis so that song all became about that moment in my life and, and writing about um, not only what it feels like to be in that darkness and to be in, in Christ, but also the, the, the message of the song is to be able to have someone in your life, something, someone that you can reach out to um, in like a time of crisis and in, in a time that seems like dark and hopeless. So I, I went, yeah, I went like, to a, a place in my life where that happened and and it's pretty it's pretty uh, literal in that sense but yeah like i did want to create an an overall message 
in the song is about how important it is to be able to admit that you need help and reaching out when you need help. Yeah. Which is something I've kind of always been in the back of my head when I'm writing stuff is trying to, it's interesting to me to juxtapose maybe darker elements lyrically with other elements. Um, so you're not just creating one song that's just all dark. And I think it's cool too, like those songs that are like super self-reflective for Christians or right and everything like that, in a, in a way like playing that type of music together, for me, it brings me closer to the band on a friendship level uh, because yeah. I mean, like this guy's like herring is dirt out there and you know, like I can tell it's very important to him poetically and just like personally what he's what he's writing and stuff like I don't know right lyrics in the band so like I do something else but um, Christian and I have met each other for a long time I think like close to 10 years yeah we met each other at like work yeah like, in and off call center at call oh, center yeah. while <laughs> um, in downstairs and fonded over like the music we liked at the time which was like I don't know like Circus Survive like what were we listening to for 10 years I'm not sure, but I knew that we clicked. We knew we all, we knew we we like knew that each other. But we we were yeah. never like close on like a friend's level, and um, and then playing this music together um has given us the opportunity to like just bond as friends and like send each other memes. Yeah, I, I will say yeah. he, he he and me are like the the what started Violets was I had done some vocal stuff. Um, with a friend during the peak pandemic when like you no one was doing anything and my friend was um, uh, doing some sound engineering and he had done some sound engineering in school and he would do bands and he does great stuff it's not a full time job but it, he's really passionate about it so I did a song with him over, over the pandemic and I used that as like a resume I was like I would show people be like hey this is what I do vocally and this is what it could sound like you know with a full band um because for the songs i recorded with my friend he just played all the instruments i did my vocals and we knew it wasn't a band it's just like a project and i'm pretty sure keith was the only and the first to say hey he is hardware and i was like yeah absolutely (laughs) and then Keith came in and just already had stuff and it was just like Instantly, it was like, okay, he's the guitar player. Like, it was no doubt in my mind. And then uh, it took a while to get the other pieces, but trial and error, we found him and we found really good pieces now. And, and yeah, like he said, it just feels like a really good spot for our band and where we're at. And we know we're, we know our capacity is like, we're not going to be this huge band that tours all the time. Like, very much we'll, we'll play at our capacity. But we really like want to be there. They'll just look with us home three count and be like, oh, I want to play with them again. Or yeah. the band, like, listening to off from other seas come through and be throwing. I mean, yeah, we're going to play with Bible teams. Yeah, like, sick, come through. Or someone calls us and says, we'll pay for everything to record a record and get some tour, and that will be. That's better. Ah, that's so. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Just keep That's the, true. Keep going with it. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll feature then uh, both those tunes, uh, Church Street, and then, uh, sorry, what was the other one? Uh, I believe it was Garden. Garden, right. Yeah. Get those on here. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, do you guys have anything else uh, that you normally want to mention, like a uh, merch store or um, just something else going on kind of behind the scenes? We do have merch. Um, if you go to our Instagram, it's at B-Y-L-T-S-P-G-H. That's Violet's P-G-H. Um, and there's a link there. Um, if you want to support us, buy a shirt. And that'll, any money we've ever made just goes directly back into recording and printing yeah. new. So um, it really helps us to not have to use our own income yeah. from our jobs to support the band. We really want to be self-sufficient. We don't care about profit, but it's really nice to play the shows, make the money, then take all the money and go record music and repeat, repeat until, until we can't play instruments anymore. Yes, and feel yeah. free one, to message us on social media and say what's up. Uh, Christian runs that. We'll respond. You're not too busy. Tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah, we're streaming everywhere. You stream music. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. What's like a what's a what's something like that people are saying these days that means that people need to be aware of? <laughs> oh, if you're in if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you're in, or or near us and you see lantern fly, you gotta kill that right on the spot. We gotta stop the the invasion of the lantern flies. They're getting <laughs> bad. Spotted the lantern flies. Spotted lantern the jump. If you see it, kill it. They'll jump right on you. <laughs> That's Bro. our PSA. I think I think kind of like there's lots of things that does stuff to them, but they are slippery buggers, yeah. and they they've been not great for farmland. So they're not supposed to be here. So kill on spot. Kill on site. That'll be the soundbite of the episode. Sure. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, I'll try to get this thing edited, and um, yeah, get it out in the airwaves. Uh, hopefully this week. If it's not this week, then probably next week. Definitely before your show, though. We yeah, so oh that'd be great. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, uh, hopefully you know cross paths in real life. Get out there, see you guys, oh, yeah. or if you're ever down this way for some reason as well. So yeah, um, definitely. No, for sure. Uh, Sounds good. Good luck in the uh, future endeavors, recording and everything. Looks like you guys are having fun and kind of doing it the right way. So it's cool. Yeah, ice. So I'll uh, definitely be texting you if I have any more uh, questions or something. Okay, sounds good. All right, you guys have a good rest of your evening. Yeah, you see it. Take it easy. Later. So yeah, thanks to Heath and Christian for coming on the show. The song you're hearing in the background is called Garden by Violets. Later. <laughs>